0: We've all put the the glasses on. We are officially 30% smarter than when we started. (laughs)
1: That's it. The Electrician Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. We're bringing you the electrical industry experts you need to hear to discuss the topics you need to know about.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Electrician Podcast powered by Schneider Electric. I am Harrison Wedge. I'm actually not from Schneider Electric. I'm from a company called Expert Trades. We do a lot of work with Schneider, such as this very podcast and a fantastic electrician group over on Facebook. If you're not really part of that, definitely check that out. That is The Electrician Group powered by Schneider Electric on Facebook. I actually have a fantastic co-host with me tonight. Hey, Mister Nick Bundy. How the devil are you? I'm right, mate. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're all we're all rocking the
1: intelligent glasses tonight. We have, we have. I'm getting to the age now where it was like, you know, I need to wear glasses.
0: <laughs> just before we dive into the guests that we've got on the show today, probably just a bit of a preface for the listeners on what to expect moving forward. Uh, Myself and you, Nick, will be on these shows as a bit of a consistent voice to uh, just get familiar with, you know, get comfy with. So That's it,
1: mate. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be here as the actual domestic spark should we say the, the actual harry, electrician yeah and harry is going to be the one in the background as let's say the consumer or the customer which will ask the silly questions uh no no no, 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 no. we, we pre planned this mate we pre planned this <laughs> we know what we're all about um but yeah it takes a good take so you got you know someone in the trade someone not in the trade someone that can ask trade questions and then someone that cannot it be you know be, be in the, the loop of it all so uh, it should be a good one
0: keith do you want to just tell the audience who you
2: are and what you do. I, well, I know we, we know you're an electrician, but whereabouts are you based? <laughs> I'm Keith Sampson. Um, I work in the electrical industry. I've done for 40 years. Now back on the tools, working for a company called Lime Green Electrical. been doing that now for about four years. Prior to that, I was teaching in the college electrical installation for about 20 years. Various courses, 2391, 2382, blah, 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 apprentice courses. So... CPD was an ongoing subject at college, and uh, now back in the real world, I've had to renew my ECS card, asbestos awareness, forklift driving, to name but a few. So, uh, yeah, important part of the job.
1: What type of spark are you, Keith? Is it commercial, domestic, a bit of both?
2: Uh, Mainly commercial. We do a lot of uh, theatre testing, Uh, just come back from three weeks in the Bahamas working on a cruise ship. Oh, nice. Uh, some lighting on a cruise ship. So, yeah, very, very little domestic. Caravan sites a bit as well. Yeah, so mainly commercial. Sweet. Nice. And yourself, James?
3: Uh, I'm an electrician. Um, I own run um, Eastside Electrical Services uh, down in Essex. Uh, Do mainly domestic, like commercial, lots of caravan parks. and, yeah, a bit of everything, really. Car charging, solar panels, you name it. If it's got a wire, I'll uh, put my hands on it.
0: <laughs> so people have probably downloaded this episode and they've kind of already seen the title. Where I wanted to take this initially was uh, sort of CPD. People, you know, as with most things in life, we go to, whether it's school, college, university, any sort of education, we learn a bunch of stuff. And then we go out in the world and implement it.
1: But and then forget half of it.
0: Yeah, forget half of it. Usually half of it was never used in the first place by the time, like trigonometry, never like I, I do not use that myself. So, but apparently, apparently, it's a very important skill set. Very useful. What you do.
1: Very, very useful. Yeah. Um,
0: but I guess just to kind of start this off, how do you guys sort of stay? top of your game, like how how do you keep on top of all the changes? Like I I only know very surface level of what electricians have to deal with on a daily basis. About the um the benefit of seeing a lot of you in action. And it's like, like, there's so much you guys clearly know, but you can't surely have just got all that when you first, uh, whether it was college or wherever it was that you learned to become an electrician. You didn't just remember all that in one go and it's, it's set and forget, right? You must continue
1: to... feel like Keith's going to say, yeah, no, I got it all in one. <laughs> yes. yeah, not a problem. It sounds
2: like Keith wrote a no. book on it all. Yeah. No, I definitely would not say that. You don't learn much at college. You learn the theory bit that you don't really use you, that's that's the most... The Stuff you learn, the practical side of it, you keep learning as you go through. So it's so everyone's still learning now. Every day is a school day, isn't it? You don't learn out of college, not much of your work in the real world is in a 6 b 4 wooden booth. So, uh, See,
1: I didn't even have the, the pleasure of that. Our uh, our college burned down due to an electrical fault when I started. <laughs> that's, so, that's uh, not wrong. yeah, we were in a building around the corner, and I had literally it was a meter by a meter and a half a frame board that's three years at college that's what i learned on
0: did you say a three, a three by three that was your entire electrical education yeah, was yeah, yeah but
1: i was working with sparks commercial industrial and domestic at the time i was fortunate enough to get in with people so it didn't really affect me very much with the learning because i was doing it all on site uh with you know the real world stuff but when i came into college so there was there's only three people that passed my course out of 40 of us um, because no one else could get on-site experience So they were physically learning on a, a board no bigger than you know your hands and uh, it was just I'll oh, do a ring main and the, you know you're not even got half a meter on it so it, uh, it was never going to end well and it was the lads really struggled with it so with all the YouTube stuff I've done going around different colleges and and seeing all the setups that other the students have very jealous because they've had a They've had something a lot better than we did, uh, but it's still nothing like the real world.
0: And I, it might be a slightly off topic, but I guess did did all you does that mean you did an apprenticeship, Nick? Or no,
1: no, no I just did three years at college.
0: So when you when you said you've got on site work, what?
1: Is that I physically not- work for someone? Yeah, no, no. So I was is that, working.
0: For- is that not classed as an apprenticeship though? At that point, or no. is that a completely no, no, no? Thing?
1: So if you class as an apprentice, you're physically employed by that person through the apprenticeship scheme um, for you know one uh, to, to level two or level three, and then they put you through the courses and everything like that. I was doing free site experience with Domestic Spark. Then when I turned. 18 17 i had to go self-employed to subcontract through an umbrella company to work on the commercial stuff and i worked as an electrician's mate which is like not qualified but not a laborer sort of in between to do i could do bits and i became qualified at college while i was there and then i went self-employed afterwards like properly by myself Wow, so you just, free labour, not even cheap labour, free labour. Yeah, free labour, <laughs> for, for a year and a half of worked for free, yeah, but then that's what you had to do, and I think if anyone nowadays who's coming into it that what thinks they're owed stuff by uh, being entitled, being younger and whatnot, we were all there. I worked for a year and a half for free, I was given nothing, I'd buy my own tools, which got stolen twice on site, which you guys probably know as well, it sucks, and that's what it is, um, but yeah, then eventually came into my own, once I got qualified, and then you know self-employed the world's your oyster then once you're self-employed and you've got your own business wow
0: that's great it's yeah. kind of feels like that's a, a complete uh, another can of worms to open up oh, yeah so so not only not only does learning begin once you finish yeah. college when you're actually on the job but it's like getting on the job in the first place sounds like a challenge in itself
1: yeah yeah getting it's easier now but there was no people in my area at the time that were taking on apprenticeships but would happily have someone work for them for free And um, now the different schemes are set up that I've seen in the different colleges from Stafford College. That's how I got hold of Adam to a point. I knew Adam before anyway, but it was a very easy process. And there's the funding there now as well. Um, But no, it wasn't like that 13 years ago for me. Obviously, you guys are a bit older than me, so it might be a bit different from when you did it.
0: So, Keith, you mentioned before that you've uh, you've had to renew a few licences and things like
1: that. What exactly have you been doing? Yeah, go on. what What regs was that when you started?
2: Uh it's the 14th edition when I started, <laughs> showing me eight. Once the will horses and
1: carts back then.
2: <laughs> yeah, just about, yeah. <laughs> now quite a few things have changed. I mean, I, when I taught in the college, I let all my uh, subscriptions and that pass. I don't I run my own company now. I work for a company, and they're NIC, IC registered. But to get on some of the sites, I had to renew my ECS, I had to do a PASMA course, I had to do an asbestos training course, all things. I'd kind of been teaching a bit at college anyway, but didn't have the pieces of paper. And uh, luckily, we don't do domestic much, so uh, I won't mention Part P, but that's caused (sighs) a lot of uh, issues. That's
1: a different podcast, that
0: one. Yeah,
2: that probably is on its own, yeah. (laughs) What about yourself,
0: James? How do you uh, continue to... I know, grow your skill set level up, like what what's your approach? You cover kind of cover a bit of everything. It feels like feels like a lot of things to uh stay up to date with.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm just uh, I'm more hands-on, you know. Um, obviously you've got to ask the people that know. Um, but I'll just have a go at anything. Um, you know, um it's difficult. I work solely alone. I work for myself. Um, So it's taking new opportunities in order to sort of progress that knowledge. I mean, someone said about what you learn at college to what you learn in the real world, you know, well, college will teach you the right way, work will teach you the sight way. And it's so true, you know, you talk about pinning cables to a board you know well if you've never lifted a floorboard in your life you're not going to know where that's going you don't know the quick ways around a building you don't you know learning is it is every day you know learning from other people other trades sometimes never plumbers but other yeah. trades,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. or plasterers
3: yeah oh yeah the cleaners of sight i call them we we smash the walls up they make them look pretty you know yeah.
1: <laughs> not the ones that we use yeah
3: but every day you're learning something if you're your mind's open to it you know
1: yeah agreed completely agreed so where's this where's the sort of cpd that you get hold of is it magazines online or webinars you know what sort of thing do you do
3: uh, i used to do a lot of the nic um webinars you know and join their learning I kind of fell out of love with it a bit. It got a bit monotonous. I do read the connections magazines. If there's something that grabs me, you know. Is that literally
1: then, you just going to the wholesaler sitting on the side and picking it up? That sort of thing.
3: To be honest, because I'm a NIC approved contractor, they send it to you in the post every every fortnight or month, whatever it is. But I will literally I'll be working, and I'll be like, "Well, what is that?" So, I'll go home and look at it. I'll, you know, get on the Google. Right, what's that? What is it? You know. And how's it? Work? Um, yeah, yeah, you know. And then you've always got the thing of, "Well, I took it apart and broke it, and now I know what not to do with it," um, which is kind of one of my favourites.
1: <laughs> fair dues, fair dues. And what about you, Keith? Do you I mean and you're obviously a lecturer so you've obviously picked up a lot of stuff from work itself but are you a magazine guy are you internet or what, what does it go
2: um, use professional lecturers in a bit use um, Voltaum website that's always quite handy for picking bits up look at one or two bits on YouTube but not a lot sorry but uh, <laughs> that's fine
1: <funny. laughs> do anything off of me don't
2: worry about that no, I think if you so like James said, just keep your eye on the internet, and if you subscribe to certain magazines and things like that, you pick up stuff as it goes along. By like last week a thing came out about the core agenda to the new, new amendment has come out. I knew nothing about it before, but an yeah. email to tell me what it was, basics, things like that, and saying I'll then look into it a bit more if I think it's going to affect what I'm doing at work.
1: Yeah, I'm the same, really. Uh, and this isn't—I don't really look at the magazines and bits and bobs. I just detest reading, dyslexic as hell. So I look at a magazine and go, if it's not got pictures, I'm not interested. But um, it's from Instagram because the people that I follow on Instagram—you um, know—we got the five guys. They're all posting stuff about the new amendments and this, that, and the other, and it's picking up bits and bobs from that, which then tweaks my interest in going, is this going to affect me? Do I need to look into this, or? luckily because of youtube i have a lot lot more clever people than me in my phone book i can ring up mark allison dave savoury have you heard this what's this all about can you explain it to me in english rather than in regs format and that's how i sort of break it down a little bit because harry the way some of this is written in the books it's the problem with the electrical regs which obviously is needed and it's there for a purpose, but it's such a grey area where all three of us could read the same regulation and we all interpret it in our own different way. It doesn't mean any of us are wrong, but it doesn't mean any of us are actually right. So it's good to get a good consensus of what this one regulation means between a group of 10 people to all of us sort of go, actually, I think we're all on the same wavelength here. I think, you know, we're all figuring out that this is what it means and go from there.
0: Is that is that also sort of because of the the discrepancy between a perfect circumstance and the reality of a real life install in certain situations. Like when we were at the verified build, super old property, super old fuse board cables, everything like that. So when you were installing things, uh, you were, you were putting there Schneider's Easy 9 board in a specific place, but you, I remember you had some considerations. Was it for the trunking or something but there was like a fire escape question mark but because it wasn't an access
1: point. If you guys haven't seen the video, I put a double stack Snyder board in and it had a bit four by two trunking with all the uh, cables for the house feeding it. And theoretically to regs, you meant to uh, put fire supports in it, you know, the D-line clips, a bit of all-round band or whatever. It was a foot drop, nowhere near a fire escape. And I thought, you know. To me, as you know a competent electrician, I look at that and go, it's completely unnecessary. And the main thing we didn't do it because the plumber had actually ran the water pipes directly behind the trunk in in the wall so we couldn't tell where they were. So it was like that situation for, do we drill it, accidentally go through a water pipe and ruined because we did this just the day before Christmas or the day. After, what was it two days before Christmas? Yeah, I think something silly. I think, and I thought, yeah. is there's no way on this planet am I gonna do this for me and Harry to stood there soaking wet for three hours waiting for plumber to turn off because it just wasn't gonna happen. But if you look at that and you look at the regs, and but if you put the regulations that you can read on paper into a real life scenario, what I did there on paper was wrong, but what I did on site to us guys as Spark, it's you know, on on site sparks was completely acceptable. There was no uh any danger there? No preventable danger or anything like that. You look at it and go, "Yeah, it's just common sense. It doesn't need it." But that's what people struggle to interpret between what it says in the book to what it actually, with common sense on site, is making your own decisions as a spark. If if you think it's reasonably not to do it, then, then that's fine. i don't know if you two would agree with me with that,
3: mm, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah,
1: yeah, you do what you mean, things
3: right, don't you? Yeah, mm, regs. As they always say, regs aren't law. You know, that's your guide. Although you will be prosecuted with the regs if you burn the house down. But if you don't use your noddle, you ain't going to get any work done.
1: Yeah. And this is a lot lot of stuff that we got a lot stuck for, stick for on YouTube or Instagram. Not just me, a lot of people. If you can do something that's slightly against regs, but is not unsafe, or if you just used your head, like say, you use your noggin and gone, well, this is going to work. It's going to be safe. There's no danger. But you can go, right, that's what it says in the regs. Absolute cowboy electrician. You're like, well... You either haven't been on site very often and haven't done this yourself, because a lot of these regulations are made by people that haven't actually been on site or worked in the industry like we have hands-on for twenty years. I'm not saying I've been twenty years yet, but it's going to happen. Where we could make the regs and you know put some open brackets afterwards and go if reasonably acceptable if there's room. But a lot of this stuff is just this must be like this, and that's it.
2: There's so much ambiguity on a lot of the subjects in there. If you ask certain electricians about like afdds or search oh, protection the question devices. comes up all the time it's, yeah. it's just like they're not mandatory in all situations but some people will tell you they are
1: yeah and then i've not looked into it yet but apparently the new amendment has changed it again slightly with afdds
2: and hmos is that correct i honestly haven't read it to find yeah, out no i, I heard, saw
1: something about it where it's meant to be on obviously 32 amp rated circuits and above apparently there's don't shoot the messenger ear. If people listen to this and I'm wrong, but um, there's also now ways where you don't have to do it on a 32 under different scenarios. But Well, ju- just to jump in there, on, on that note, it sounds like there's something new that you guys are unsure about. To bring it
0: back to learning about those things and those changes, how, how do you make sure that you don't miss out on that key information that is potentially going to be important in the future? How do you make sure that you... <laughs> how, how do you find the right source that's reliable
2: and has the right answer i'll download and read the the email i had from iet last week and try and take it on board but again it's is as is something that's not a day-to-day issue at work in the priority at this moment but it's something that we'll look at
0: and and if you're on site and there's a scenario where you're unsure of something do you just do like a a quick google for a regs check or like is it as
1: simple several as several just... things you can do really isn't there
3: I, I would if i was on site and i'm like oh i'm not sure i'll google i'd pick up a maybe a couple of decent sparky chat threads you know and scan through you have to you have to verify the information you kind of learn what groups actually make sense and have the knowledge and then you check on their information but this for me there's no sort of better uh resource than the than google it's on site not sure you know i mean i'm in i can pick up the phone ring their technical help but if you talk to two of their two different of their men you will get two completely different answers peter will say yes you're fine and paul will say no you're not you know so you're always hoping for peter um But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're stuck and you're like, what do I do? You've got to go to the quickest resource. Um, For me, that would be straight on Google. Try and hit a couple of chats. There's always someone talking about it before you.
0: Are there resources for the answers to some of these scenarios? Are they going to be likely from a manufacturer? Like, For example, if it's, I don't know, I'm literally just guessing here, but if there's a Schneider board that you fit in, is the best place to try and find that information through Schneider and will they have all the information you need or is it really just a, it's probably been shared through NIC and you're just trying to pull that information as quick as possible.
3: No, more more spark to spark, I'd say. If you were to go to the NIC or anybody else, it's, it's ambiguous. Um, I'm not saying that it's not, going spark to spark but you will pick up a i'd certainly pick up a conversation of opinions um there's no no one better to talk to than another electrician
1: and if you can find a good forum or find a good i mean facebook i know facebook there's a forum the electricians forum which is full of you know times of sparks that are there to help that's what they, they do they say if not Local friends, Sparks, whatnot, WhatsApp groups. There's, there's so many things out there now that I think, like say, even Instagram, you've only got to do an Instagram story and saying, take a picture of it, any idea with this. And you'll have so many replies. It's such a good community to, to to get to bounce off each other and get ideas. But like you say, you can't just take one or two answers. It's got to be 10 or a very reliable source where, let's say, it's Dave Savory and you go, Dave, AFDDs, what do you think about this? And whatever he tells me, I'll go, I believe that that's not a problem because I really trust his source because he enjoys learning it and he's got all the right questions. And like I said about ringing, I'm with NAPIT and I had the same thing a few years ago with earth rods on hot tubs. Don't know how far you've gone down the rabbit hole with this. <laughs> so I was doing it for a video and I it was just before I was about to do the video. I thought I'm going to get told off here by someone. And I don't know wh- which party it is. So I, I think I spoke to name dropping. I think I spoke to Paul meaning at the time, then Gary Hayes, and then Dave Savory and every single one of them the three guys that I completely trust with the information that all three of them gave me different answers so then I rang Napit and they gave me another answer and I literally then had four I was like so whatever I do in this now is going to be wrong in someone's eyes but it'll be right in three others so it's it's using your brain a little bit to go well you can't please everyone but as long as we can walk away from from that job and go is it safe yes then there's not not too much of an issue with it as long as it's according to regs to our knowledge, you know what I mean? As long as you can prove that you what you've done is to your competency in the way you've understood and interpreted that regulation, there shouldn't really be an issue. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. They still got the hot tub, it's my neighbours, so we're all right. Don't worry. I've been in here once or twice. <laughs> Keeping an eye on it anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess we'll we'll sort of try and wrap this up a little bit, but I guess to sort of guide people on where where the best places to stay up to date and, and get CPD from? Like, it feels like you've all got different places, but for, for each of you, what are the, like the top three places you recommend to try and stay up to date and in the loop with all?
1: Go, on, James.
3: Um, well, internet, spark to spark for me, everything's CPD at the end of the day. So if you're learning something, it's CPD. Um, and I do like the NIC connections, Mag. And being NIC, if I veer off from that, well, I've read it. I, I should know, shouldn't I? Um, you know, but magazines, internet and peer-to-peer, is that the right term? Peer-to-peer. Yeah. Yeah, that's my three, definitely.
2: Yeah, I'll go along with those three. Add in trade shows if they're in your local vicinity and things, elects and Good stuff job. like that.
1: Yeah. Always, you guys go to Alexa, by the way? See,
2: live. Uh, i go to the one at West Point in Exeter if, if I'm a boat. I wouldn't say I'd make a special effort. If I'm going past or I'm a boat that day, I would go in. I wouldn't take a day off work to go there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. No, that's nah. sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give much away these days. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, they but, do if you've
1: got a YouTube channel. Just follow me yeah. around. I mean, just... Oh, right, OK. That's,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why, is it? No, and but yeah, magazines and internet again as well. But it's just it's just being careful what you do. And tried and trusted method of trust like Sparkies you trust are gonna give you the right answer. And yourself, Nick.
1: You'd agree. Trade shows is a great one. Didn't you think about that? When you're walking around the show and new products off, obviously they do in the seminar. It's called seminar? That's the right word, yeah. isn't it? Seminars are not that I've ever listened to any single one of them. Um it doesn't interest me. I I, I don't like that sort of thing, but Instagram, 100%. I think if you follow the right accounts, not just uh, people, but also um, the companies and NIC, NAPIT, that sort of stuff, they're always feeding information out there that you can read, click links that go to Sparks Magazine, Professional Electrician, all that sort of stuff that, that reads you through it. Um, on top of it as well, following different uh, brands as well, like Schneider itself, they're always sharing stuff as well. Uh, with new products, let's say the AFDDs come out and there's explanation what it is why we're fitting it you know the circumstances um so my thing would be an online thing and then occasionally like say you're in the wholesale if you see a magazine or what's this or you know the reg changes are coming up or there's amendments so you can actively look for it but that's uh yeah three different ways
0: yeah i think what one of the biggest takeaways that i'm getting from this whole conversation is it's clearly not just a job for you guys it's clearly something you're actually interested in as well like you're not like the lifestyle
1: been in the trade it, yeah, yeah like you're not everyone. you're not
0: having to read up you want to read up you want
1: to stay in the loop Care. Oh, want- I, I, it's a strong statement we don't want to read up we have to read up that's the thing well, i'd say that's for my that's me I, I have to to stay in the loop other people enjoy doing it
0: yeah, but you're clearly driven enough to make sure that you like you're not like setting your ways in the sense of like no, I do what I do, and this is how I do it. And I, I don't care if there's new, newfangled AFDDs, whatever coming out. I'm just doing what I'm doing. Yes, some of it's you kind of force, but the fact that it, it like the career choice that you guys have got, you are still interested enough to keep to actively keep yourself in the loop. I think that's that's definitely. Um, I think if
1: you're a good spark, you have to. You have to. You need to do the due diligence to yourself to be in the loop of what's going on and what's around you. You don't want to slip up. You don't want to get into trouble. You want to keep doing everything safely and up to regs. You 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 do it for yourself because you want to be a good spark. There's also a little shout out as well for CBT. I don't know if uh, Keith and James watch this. Is Efix? You guys watch Efix? Yeah, like oh, oh, yeah. So Gary, yeah. a Gary, and Gordon and Joe. Are fantastic presenting if there's anything to change whatsoever within the regulations or in or out or what's happening in the industry they do a live stream every wednesday i think i watched it once or twice but there's that's a great source of knowledge from them guys who do the research that you could sit and they could do literally a little seminar webinar whatever you want to call it online that you can just tune in to ask some questions and they're really good at breaking some stuff down and making it into plain english rather than regulations as well that's a good little cpd as well.
0: And then, just thinking about um, what I think James said, just from manufacturers, I guess if you could, if you could ask Schneider or any other manufacturer to like improve how they educate you guys or get information out there, like, what would. What would they need to do to make them the go- what? What would Schneider need to do, for example, to make you want to just instead of Googling his like what's the answer to my problem? It's like I want to go to Schneider and be updated with everything. Is it just is it less written words, more video, or do you want do you need like a an individual that you can follow?
3: I think it's quite a thankless task for them, it because um, if you say there's ten million sparks in this country, well. There isn't, but if there is, you know, we've well, all. If there have... is, go over to a YouTube channel and subscribe. You're <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> you're going to have ten million different questions. Um, finding an answer to uh, to your problem, well, are you going to have someone at the manufacturer available to answer that? They're not on your job. They're not seeing what you're seeing. I can say to him, right? I need. A 250 amp three phase switch to do this, but I also want it to have some form of um, residual current protection, um, and I want that switchable. Uh, all they're going to know is there's the switch that we supply. That you know, they're not knowing. Well, hang on. Ha- actually, you need 500 milliamps of rcd protection or you need 30 or it is very i imagine it's very difficult for for them you could have uh, a technical helpline where someone actually answers the phone but i think you'd always get pushed back in some form so as much as some manufacturers are brilliant obviously schneider's are one of our favorites you know um I think it's really hard for them unless you're going to say, right, we're going to be the manufacturer for the sparkies. We're going to have a dedicated line with 25 Keiths there who've been there, done it. You've got the t-shirt, you've got the certs. I'm not, I'm not sure that they can provide the service we want.
1: I agree with that to a, to a point with asking questions about the stuff. You guys have heard the, the fuse board brand Verso. Yeah.
3: Mm. yeah so yeah. will
1: from verso spoke to him several times we've seen him at the con uh the elixis and everything like that and will started doing um portrait bits for instagram youtube because you know he's the owner of the company and he breaks down the ministry RCBOs stuff for ev uh hot tub stuff he really does these little in-depth videos only like two minutes long as the boss of the company to explain his products and the information and what the regulations change for EV charges. You need a double pole isolator at uh, two pole RCBO for a reason and goes into detail why the neutral needs to be switched as well. And he does that so well and so professionally where it doesn't take long for him to record, sit down, do it, post it on his thing. Then it goes onto the website. So if you were to type in, you know, EV RCBO, his video would pop up. With the information you need from the manufacturer and you could do your own little research like to me that is going the extra mile on what other brands i think should start doing to promote their products as well which not only explains
2: the product but how it should be used and why but the problem is as companies get bigger you lose that
1: yeah the
2: person in the technical department hasn't got that ownership hasn't got probably the, the knowledge yeah, but, or, and i see the difference
1: the size of Snyder compared to Verso. Absolutely agree. You know, it's such a big company, but the amount of money they earn, and you know, they're such a huge brand, they could employ one person to sit down and that's their job, go through every single product we have and do what this guy's doing, put it on the website, on the forum, whatever, and then people can do their own research on our products just from this video. If it's done the right way, it could work, like Will. If it's done the wrong way, it could push people away from the brand. I get that. Is, is the guy from Verso a spark, or is he just... Uh... I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, used to be a spark. He knows so much. He might as well be at the spark. But he could have well been a spark previous life. I'm not quite sure.
0: Because I know Schneider. We've we've actually done exactly what you guys are saying. That I mean, maybe not to the depth that you're potentially asking for, but they've dabbled with some of this stuff, talking about their product offering. Because uh, Schneider have a huge range of offering from commercial to domestic. So, I think something that they're working on is these little snippets. But I guess. It sounds like it's maybe here, here's the, here's the product, here's what it is, and here's what it's for. But it sounds like what you're asking for is a here's what it is, and here's what it
1: means to you, and how you can use it, and how and you can it. utilize it on day to day job. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways to go about it, but as long as they seem to be doing something now, you know, you've got three massive platforms: you've got YouTube, you've got Instagram, you've got TikTok that you can repost this content on and get a massive audience. To be seeing this stuff and learning stuff about the products and, you know, getting new people into, to, you know, they see this new product, think, oh, this is great. Where's this from? Schneider. And, you know, get sales from that at some point. I think if they were to invest a bit more time in social media and expanding the knowledge of what their products do, it's only beneficial. It's never going to hurt it. Yeah, 100%. But It has to be the right person that does it. Completely agree with, uh, with James. I
0: think... We've probably covered enough there, guys. Thank you very so much, much for a
1: 15 minute podcast on C P D. We're getting forty-five minutes strong now. Hey, nothing but gold in there. Nothing what but What does C P D stand for, Harry? Uh is it continuous professional development? Sound it looked like then you looked at your computer screen when you were talking. That's
0: i don't actually have it and written you down i saw
1: that as well do I, I don't
0: know. have it written down i have cpd on the screen mm-hmm. and right. as i was saying what it meant i was double checking what the letters were that's actually okay. what was happening there okay. i was I like what, what, what is it a t or a d <laughs> i was panicking <laughs> i was panicking i've heard adam's yeah. bringing it in <laughs> <laughs> across the border uh guys thank you for joining us uh james keith Nick, thank you very much for your time. For everyone listening, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, please do so. Give us five stars as well while you're at it because we're here for the journey and I hope you can join us for the next one. But until next time, guys, we will speak to you again very soon. Ciao, ciao. Take care, guys. Thank you. Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying this show, please leave a review. Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes.